Hello and welcome to the 1-106 of a second photography podcast. I've moved away from SoundCloud for various reasons, so that means that the iTunes podcast link has changed slightly for my new provider. So please don't forget to resubscribe so you don't miss any episodes. I've decided, even though the podcast is about photography, I am going to include videography more often. So I've never actually included videography stuff, but I do probably 50-50 between photography and videography. And I've often referred to my YouTube channel on here many times. And I decided probably around the time that I was recording my last episode, which was the Canon 200D six month review. And I said that I bought it primarily for video and now I use it for stills and I use it pretty much all the time for both really, because it's such a good camera. Amazing value for money. You should listen to the episode if you haven't already. But it got me thinking, actually, I never talk about videography in detail. So I'm going to add it into the podcast. I'm going to talk about some basic videography, what you need to know. We are all videographers. You can take your smartphone out, take a picture or take a video. So everyone is a videographer and everyone is a photographer. But how do you make good video? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about. There are a few basics that you need to observe. And the first basic, and I think the most important basic, is frame rate. So you can set your frame rate on your camera. Let's go back to that smartphone and let's just keep it easy. And let's just pick an iPhone. So if it doesn't say anywhere or you can't change it, I would always assume that your frame rate is 30 frames per second. So if we get our iPhone out, it's gonna be 30 frames per second or a multiple of 30 frames per second. There are two sort of regions in the world. There's the power region and the NTCS region. I think I've got that right. And really it comes down to the sort of electricity supply. Me in England, my electricity supply oscillates at 50 Hertz. So it goes from positive AC to negative AC 50 times per second. In America and other countries around the world, they have it slightly different. They have it at 60 Hertz or oscillate 60 times per second. That doesn't mean a great deal. If I take my iPhone out and I'm indoors in Britain and I put the lights on, I'll get this weird effect that isn't very nice to look at. The footage will show this sort of banding. And the reason it shows the banding is because the lights from the bulb, even though it looks like it's continuous, it isn't continuous, it's oscillating 50 times in a second. Because I'm recording in 30 frames per second or even in 60 frames per second, they're out of sync. So you see these sort of, it looks like it's strobing or you see these bands and it's not very nice. So if I'm in the UK and I want to record footage and I want to use lights or if I want it to match with my TV and what I mean by match with my TV is if I was going to record my TV for whatever reason I would want to record in a multiple of 25 frames per second and the reason being is if I record in 25 frames per second I won't get that problem with the lights or with TV or with anything if I record in 50 frames per second 75 100 I won't get that problem If I record in a different frame rate, then I will get that problem. That looks really horrible in a video, and that's why I say the frame rate is probably the most basic thing that you need to get right. It's not difficult to get the frame rate right. The other thing is if, like me, when I shoot a lot of YouTube videos, some bits I'll shoot on my phone, some bits I'll shoot on one camera, some bits I'll shoot on another camera. So I'm using footage from different cameras in different places, and I need to combine them. I can only output my video in one frame rate. So if I use different frame rates, I've got to adjust things or I've got to put up with things looking slightly weird or shuddery. The other thing about frame rate is it controls motion. So you can have 
lots and lots of different frame rates. I've talked about the basic PAL and NTCS ones. I've been so bothered about getting it right. I've gone and looked it up and it is NTSC. So if I've said anything else before, I do apologize. I've, I've gone and looked it up, NTSC. So I've talked about PAL and NTSC, but we can also get different frame rates. We can get 100 frames per second. We can get 120 frames per second. We can do 24 frames per second, 48 frames per second. We can have all these different frame rates. If I want to record slow motion or I want to slow things down, I need more frames because when I output my video, it's going to be set at a certain number of frames per second. Let's keep things easy. Let's pick 30 frames per second. So it means if I pick 30 frames per second and I film in 60 frames per second, when I output my video at 30 frames per second, two things will happen. Every other frame will be picked because there's 60 frames in a second and I'm outputting video that's 30 frames per second, or I can slow down the 60 frames per second to 30 frames per second by slowing the speed down. So I can have things half speed going from 60 frames per second to 30 frames per second. If I record at 120 frames per second, I can slow my footage down by a factor of four and output it at 30 frames per second. So I'll get four times slow motion. If I record at 100, frames per second. That's great for a power region because I can slow it down four times and output at 25 frames per second. It doesn't quite work for a 30 frames per second output. I'd have to slow it down by 3.3, which can be done, but it's not going to be an exact division. So frame rates are really important. You've got to know if you're mixing footage that you're using the same frame rate throughout or you need to know how to slow your frame down or match frame rates. And it's happened to me, I've recorded something at 30 frames per second, I've recorded something else at 50 frames per second, I've recorded something else at 25 frames per second. And I've been able to do the maths and output at a consistent frame rate. Sometimes you don't notice it. So on some cameras you can record at 24 frames per second, and if your output at 25 frames per second, it's probably not going to be noticeable. But if you record at 25 and you output at 30, you'll probably be able to see some unpleasantness that you, you don't really want or it'll be noticeable. The other thing with frame rate is the frame rate determines the shutter speed you use. So it's a terribly complicated thing to talk about and I probably won't go into a great deal about this because there's things like 360 degree shutter, 180 degree shutter, 90 degree shutter and it all relates back to the film days when film would run past a shutter vertically. I was going to say a video camera but that's not technically correct. A film cinema camera is a better description. So the rule of thumb is you double your frame rate for your shutter speed. So if I'm filming at 25 frames per second, I want to have my shutter speed at 1 50th of a second. Now, technically, I'm not doubling it mathematically. It's the reciprocal of the double if you want to be mathematically technical. So for 30 frames per second, you would film at 1 60th of a second. You can go higher, but the motion doesn't quite look right. If I was filming a static shot and it was overexposed, I could go higher. But if I was filming motion and I wanted to have a higher shutter speed or a faster shutter speed, then I would get some weird sort of things happening. When we see film, film was always recorded at 24 frames per second and it gives a film look. So you get quite a lot of motion blur when things move. You don't notice it, but it has a different look to a 30 frames per second. So if you are recording motion, you really need to sort of use just double the frame rate. That, that, that's the best rule of thumb. 
Otherwise, you're going to get some weird things going on in your video. And trust me, when you produce video, people will pick up on the weird things. And it, the story won't matter. It'll be, oh, that's weird, or I can't hear the sound, or people find faults very quickly with video because we all watch video all the time, every day. It's part of our lives. So we notice when it's not very good. We watch telly all the time. We watch YouTube all the time. We notice when things aren't very good or people notice when things aren't very good. And they're so used to very good quality that when something's not good quality, they'll soon say. The other thing that's really important is sound. So people can have shaky footage with white balance going on over the place, not very good footage, but if the sound's not very good, people are going to complain about that. So recording good sound is probably the second most important thing. So I do think frame rate is the most important thing. Frame rate allows you to control the speed. It keeps things looking consistent between your frames. It stops the motion looking bad and jarring and, and other things. And it gives the viewer what they are expecting. Sound is also one of those things that people are expecting. People are expecting good sound because that's what they're used to, because they hear things in good sound when they're out and about. They don't want to hear tinny sound. They're going to be unhappy if they can't hear what you're saying and they turn the volume up and they can't hear what you're saying still. Or there's too much sound. There's too many things going on sound wise. So it's just to stop people complaining. So the tip with sound is the closer you get the sound recorder to the sound that's being recorded, the better the quality is going to be. So I know this quite well doing podcasts. I know how to record good sound. And I know that actually from my time doing videos. Most people are going to use the microphones within their camera. So if you're recording, I don't know, a family member doing something and you're using a smartphone, just as an example, we use smartphone, the microphone is going to be quite far away from them. To improve that sound, you need to get the microphone closer to them. So you can use a microphone on a wire and just clip it on the person you're recording. That will dramatically improve your sound recording. Dramatically, it'll be so much better. Or you could just put the camera very close to them. So sometimes when you see vlogging videos the camera will be close enough to the person if they hold it out sort of in front of them the camera's microphones will be close enough to pick up sound and it will mean the person talking is at a suitable volume and all the background stuff is not at a suitable volume so if i use one microphone to record everything i'm going to get everything roughly at the same level i'm going to get traffic noise at the same level someone talking at the same level the person i want to be recording at the same level children screaming at the same level I need to get that microphone closer. So one way you can do that is to record your audio and your video separately. So you can get a microphone, put it on the person you're recording and record it into a separate device. That could be a phone, that could be a portable audio recorder, that could be another camera, that could be anything. Just get the audio closer. One thing you don't often see is where the microphone is. Sometimes you'll see a microphone sort of on someone's shirt collar or on where the buttons are, but quite often the microphone is actually out of the frame. It's on a pole called a boom pole, and it's just it's very near the person, but it's just been lifted up outside of the frame. That's done on films, but you just don't see it because it's lifted up outside of the frame. So that's another way to get your microphone closer to whoever's speaking. The other thing you can do is you can use a different type of microphone. Surprise, surprise, there's lots of types of microphone. There's microphones that record everything. And there's microphones that record things in a directional way. When you use a microphone that's recording in a directional way, you're limiting the recording to what the microphone's pointing at. So you'll often see these shotgun mics on top of a camera and they record what they're pointing at and they reject things to the left, things to the right and things behind them. And they're called directional microphones, which is another thing you can use. 